This is the Just Live Podcast with Dan and Susie Potter, episode 20. <laughs> How do you realign your power? In this episode, we turn the key of gentleness. We begin in 22 seconds. Live life. See the good days in it. Just live. Life is a remarkable story and adventure that only you can create. We exist to motivate and equip you to live fully alive. Today in this Just Live podcast, episode 20, we are exploring part of the Nine Align tool, how you realign your life, combining the fruit of the spirit and the challenges of life. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together, Together we, we are, are doozy. doozy. And we are celebrating because this is podcast number 20. 20. <laughs> you go wild. There's you go a dance wild. party happening hey, we would love here. To, we would oh, love yeah. to hear from you. If there's an episode that has really touched you, moved you in some way, we would love to hear about it. And to celebrate with us, we have had 900 downloads At the time of, of this the podcast recording. so far. Yes, and we're celebrating that. Would you be willing to tell your friends about your favorite episode or even about this one? Or just share one of the episodes on your favorite social media platform, because we would love to have more people join us so they can just live. So we've been talking through the Nine Align tool, and this is basically how you align your life, combining the fruit of the Spirit and the challenges of life. There are nine fruit of the Spirit. This is our eighth episode in the Nine Align tool, one to come after this. And we have started with how to realign your relationships. With love. Realign your thoughts. With joy. Realign your emotions. With peace. Realign your time. Realign your significance. With kindness. Realign your values. With goodness. Realign your connectedness. With faithfulness. And here we are today with realigning your power. With gentleness. Next week is our final episode of the Nine Align Tool, where we realign our choices. With self-control. Yeah, we'd love, as Dan said, we'd love to hear from you, which has been your favorite in this Nine Align Tool or your favorite podcast We would love to hear from you. Connect at doozy.com if you want to email us or on any of the social platforms. We can't wait to hear from you. So if we say power, what comes to your mind? Political power? Power you've experienced at your work, church, or even school? Power to do good or evil? Superpowers you wish you had. Power structure or struggles in, in your family. There are a lot of different things that might come to your mind. And sometimes the whole area of power is very, very confusing. So as we talk to young people, it seems their view of power is the thing they wish their authorities had less of and they had a bit more of. Now, as we talk to older people, power is that thing that they once had once upon a time. When we talk to the powerful, they often feel weighed down by all the responsibilities that comes with that power. And we talk to the powerless, oftentimes they're saying, why doesn't someone else do something to bring equality? Again, 
power is very confusing. Sure can be. We've had seasons in our life and places where we've had great power over thousands mm-hmm. of people, usually young people. And we've also been in places where we were powerless and we could barely get out of bed just because <laughs> of our circumstances. So we've had the whole gamut of power and powerlessness. And we'd love to think about power or powerlessness in your life and what you do with it. So, Susie, what would you choose? Would you choose the powerful? Or would you choose the powerless for yourself? Powerful. That's a no-brainer for me. I do not like to be powerless. I like to have lots of freedom, lots of space, lots of opportunities. To me, that's power. She is very... Um what would I say? I don't know. I can't wait to hear what you're going to uh, talk about here. Competitive. Oh, shall I'll we say, say that? say competitive. And power is very, very important. Even when we play a game, there are sometimes <laughs> these emotional outbursts where I I actually come from a long line of gentlemen. Now, <laughs> I'm not talking about a British gentleman that comes from nobility or whatever. I'm talking or about riding a nice horse. men who are gentle. When I think of my dad, when I think of Susie's dad, when I think of my grandpa's um, many of the men that mentored me, they were men that were very powerful. I was just blown away by them, but they were so gentle. Mm. So oftentimes when we're playing a game or when there's a, a competition with Susie and I, <laughs> I will I will immediately move to that place of gentle because that's something Dan I can't doesn't control. need to I, win. I, I would rather not go powerful and lose it. And I would rather go gentle and keep it. It's so funny. I was having a conversation with my niece Monique recently. Love you, Monique, if you're listening to this. And I was saying, oh yeah, as I get, you know, older in my age and more mature, I'm less competitive. She's like, what? <laughs> you are so competitive. You have a long line of competitiveness in your family. So she knows and loves me. And we've known each other for a long time. And it kind of shook me like, mm, you're probably right. When I think of power, I think of Jesus. And, and the two just fascinate me. Because if you look, you know, if you read the Bible, there is this powerful God yeah. that sometimes sort of just steps back into the shadow and let people have power for a while and they go wherever they want to go. And then sometimes he has to be more powerful. And, but then Jesus comes on the scene and he is so powerful. And yet he is born as a little baby with no power. He goes through 30 years of of training, maybe banging his thumb with a hammer. I mean, this is a carpenter, right? The son of God and he is powerless. So fully God and fully man, but he chooses the powerless stance. And then he steps into his own. He steps into three years of ministry, of doing life, of bringing kingdom to earth. Mm -hmm. And he does it so powerfully by being Gentle. Yeah, this is what we know the most of about him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the first four books of the New Testament. That's where we know the most about Jesus and his gentleness. Now, there's one point that comes in where Jesus makes this whip and he goes in and he, he drives the, the animals and, and the people that are doing the wrong thing in God's house away. That doesn't seem too gentle. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, even he was accused of things that were wrong, he was gentle. He remained Mm -hmm. silent. He was at peace, which I find to be fascinating. Yeah. The kingdom he created was about love, serving, and forgiveness. He spoke of power with these words that come from Matthew 5, 38 to 39. 
You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. I find that so interesting because in the first parts of all of these instances, somebody else has the power. And because you are gentle, you actually exchange the power dynamics of that situation. And Jesus was a master at that. So it seems like if you're gentle, you're going to have red cheeks, you're going to be missing your coat, and you're going to do a lot of walking. <laughs> but here's the thing. In this life, you Funny may not you. <laughs> you, in this life, you may not always be free to do less than is being demanded of you, but you always can do more. And I love this with Jesus that he went the extra mile, literally, mm -hmm. because the Romans could say, you must carry my things for a mile. And you had to say, yes, there was no discussion. There was right. no, I'm going to go talk to my lawyer. There's no, I'm going to sue you. It was yes. So you may be heading to grandmother's house over the river and through the woods. And suddenly you are stopped by a soldier and you have to carry his equipment for one mile. That may be very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. But what if you say, okay, I'll go two. I'll go two because I am actually in control of my life. And in gentleness, you smile and you walk the two miles because that way, well, like Susie being competitive, she always wins. <laughs> Thank you. Because there's that choice to be gentle. And I think it's a beautiful thing. When I think of having power and yet being gentle, it takes me back to the season when I was a hospice nurse in Michigan, and I was a part of what I would call one of the most beautiful deaths. <laughs> so in hospice as a nurse, I came in to help support the family who wanted to have their loved one at home with them and to be able to die in the peace of their home in a comfortable space. So a lot of it was taking people exactly as they were and then just supporting them in the process of caring for their loved one. Well, in this particular instance that I call the, one of the most beautiful deaths I got to be a part of, there was a man who was in his dying bed and the family was all standing around and they were granting him his wishes. And he loved being outside in nature. And in this season of his life near the end, he was really hot. And so he didn't, he didn't have much clothing, just a sheet on. And the family said, he is near death. Some of the signs and symptoms were happening. They said, we think he would want to be outside in nature. So we arranged for this to happen. We're able to carry his bed out into the courtyard in a nature place, surrounded in a peaceful space. And the family gathered around. We were all holding hands and the two family members touching this dying man in his bed. And somebody said, uh, Susie, can you sing Amazing Grace? <laughs> and I said, oh, yes, of course I can. So I led this whole group, maybe 20-ish people, family and friends, there as we held hands. And we sang Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. And we sang the whole entire song. And shortly after that song ended, the man took his final breath. Wow. Beautiful. And passed into eternity, passed mm. into being with Jesus. And um, I just felt like it was such a 
place of power where I could have said, no, don't go outside, no this or no that. And yet I got to be gentle and allow peace to come into that situation with the family. And they gave me a picture of how amazing it can go from this life into the next. So the key to realign your power, whether you have a lot of power or you have no power, the key is gentleness. And Jesus reframed our view of power to such an extent that now we actually expect our leaders to serve for the common good. Mm -hmm. Gandhi said, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. Yes. Wow, that is powerful. St. Francis of DeSales said, nothing is so strong as gentleness. Mm. Anne Frank, when she was in hiding during World War II, wrote these words. In the long run, the sharpest weapon of all is a kind and gentle spirit. Mm, I love that. And a lot of this goes back to Paul in his writing in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, where he simply says, let your gentleness be evident to all. That is so... The Lord is near. That is so powerful. I do love that. Whenever I think of power, I think of this verse that I memorized from 2 Peter 1, 3 that says... His divine power has given us everything we need. What, what? How much? Everything. everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So he's given us everything. To me, that is a picture of metamorphosis, how the entire being of the eventual butterfly is in an egg and then it goes into a caterpillar form it goes into a cocoon form and then it goes into a butterfly flying form everything that creature needs is contained in the egg but it takes time and mm. powerful circumstances to get them through that and i love that when i think of power and i think of connecting to god he gives us in our DNA of our spirit, of our being, everything we need, not only to be godly, but to be gentle and have all of the fruit of the spirit. When I think of gentleness, there is this story, and I don't think I've told it to too many people, <laughs> but on our wedding day, um, I was so blessed that Susie's mom and dad gave their permission for me to marry Susie. Actually, all of Susie's siblings also gave There's me permission. There's eight kids in my family, so that's a big so deal. So I was incredibly blessed. We went through the, the ceremony. We went through the reception. We took our pictures. It was And it awesome. was time to leave. Mm -hmm. And I was you know, saying goodbye. I was giving hugs. And Susie's dad, which I so appreciate, he came up to me and he gave me this big hug, which I was used to. <laughs> and in the midst, he whispered something in my ear. And it was this. Be gentle. Now, at the time, I, I almost burst out laughing because I thought he is just talking about we're heading off on our honeymoon. Be gentle, Dan. <laughs> and uh, actually, when I got in the car, I told Susie and we laughed about it. But it was more than that. It is the key to really living life. Yeah. The, the power I now have as the husband is is huge. Yeah. And his words didn't just come as words. It was his lifestyle. He was laying a mantle on me mm -hmm. uh, over the daughter that he has raised that now is in my home. Be gentle. And and I, I would love for you, whatever situation you're in, to, to be able to hear those words for yourself. Mm -hmm. Whatever's going on, be gentle.
Dan and I thought of stories separately, and here we're coming up with this, and I have a story. He's a gentle of giant. My dad. Yeah, when I think of a person who is gentle, it's my dad. I call him Pa. He is gentle and he is peaceful. If any of any of you listening to this podcast know him, you're nodding for sure, for sure. because that is him. For my whole life, my dad has been so gentle and peaceful. He has a love language of touch. Yeah. He's a hand holder. I also have a love language of touch. And so it was always so gentle and comforting to walk with him hand in hand or just be sitting near him and he'd reach over and grab my hand. He also has a love language of words of affirmation, mm. gentle, soft, kind voice, and always a smile. Yeah. So when I think of the effects of gentleness, I am so really blessed to have a dad such as that. He's also my father God picture. Not all of us have that in our human father, but I am blessed to have that. And the gentle and peaceful person that he is has given me that example of gentleness. And when I think now of Dan, Dan has a prophetic sharp, conquering side of him, but he also has a very incredibly gentle side with me in a different way than my father, especially when Dan is dealing with me and my emotions, when he's dealing with me and I'm in a place where I'm struggling with something, some kind of anxiety or time orientation. You just wouldn't believe I could I could spend the next hour talking about this, but he has learned how to be so gentle in a very appropriate way with me that really gives it's it's a powerful gift to me that gives me so much peace. And it isn't just guys that need to be gentle, girls need to be gentle as For well. Sure. But I think especially this is an issue that as guys, we get out of line pretty quickly when we're given power. Okay. And Tell us about this. Abraham Lincoln was quoted to say something about if you want to test a person, give them power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true as, as us guys um, on the sporting team or at work or whatever. I just notice sometimes you give us a little power and our life sort of gets out of line because wah, it's wah, like, wah. I am better. I am bigger. I am stronger. And Let I me think try that goes to be. way back to childhood. But what if in those times it was... How can I be more gentle? Mm. When you are gentle, this is the key that actually brings in faithfulness and goodness and kindness and patience and peace and joy and love because you set your mind Mm. to be gentle. It is the key. Yeah. When I think of gentle, I immediately slow down. I get in a, a better state maybe of peace. It's not like fast and plowing and pounding. It's much more of a relaxed, it's much more of a calming environment that I think of when I think of gentleness. Mm. The last couple of days we've been singing this song. I don't know if you guys get a song in your head. (laughs) We do. We were were at a, a place the other day and they sang this song. I hadn't heard it for years. I love you more today than yesterday. If you've never heard this song. I think it's George Benson, isn't it? No, no, it's. Um, oh, it's, that's a different Spiral one. Spiral Staircase. Yes. Spiral Staircase sings this song and just ask Alexa to play it. <laughs> but it is. Uh, oh. oh, Alexa's playing now. We don't need it now, Alexa. But there is this song. I love you more today than yesterday. And I love you more today, today than yesterday. yesterday. Anyway. 
Um, we're going to try to get it together for karaoke one of these days yes. here in our park. But there's just this sense of love and devotion and gentleness. And more and more every more day. More and more every day. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. Yeah, I love that concept. So as we come to the end of this podcast about gentleness and power, I'd like to invite you to think of a place in your life where you've been given power or maybe where you feel powerless. Mm. You choose. You can choose either example, maybe one of each. And the question to process is, how can you turn the key of gentleness and realign your power? How can you turn the key of gentleness in your life and realign power? Well, how about you? Give us an example. Where do you have some power and how can you turn the key of gentleness and realign that power? Well, just now as we were recording this session, there's I'm the editor. So when I'm done here in a few minutes, I have to go through and edit out all Thank the Thank you very much, Dan, the for pauses. the hours. And and there are sometimes that either I will say words that I just can't edit them together with the next one, or Susie will say it. Well, she just she just a few minutes ago said something and I had to say, I stop. And she was in the middle of her story <laughs> about gentleness. And it was like Er, crash. Boom. That was not gentle. It was not gentle. But in my mind, I was thinking, I have to get this done tonight. Can you just stop and do that again? And it was in, <laughs> it was at this important place in her story. And it was just this long pause. And it was I like, had to get myself together again okay. before I could go. I need to figure out a better way to, to stop the wagon train. <laughs> and, uh, and that's and tough with break. me, isn't it? So that that's just something that, that just now happened. You didn't see him nod his head, but that was a nod. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so may you live fully alive as you love your life, your world, and your God. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together, Together we, we are, are doozy. doozy. Live fully. And love fully. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode number 20 of the Just Live podcast. How you realign your power by turning the key of gentleness. So celebrate this week by being gentle. Thanks so much for joining us. Next week, we go into the final part of the Nine Align tool, and it's how to realign your life, self-control, and choices. Mm. And don't forget to message us and let us know which one has been your favorite podcast so far. See you next week. Bye. Bye.